Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Find Your Inner Voice. We are the vocal coaches from the Vocal Studio Singapore. And today we will be talking, as per usual, on an interesting subject. We'll be talking about music, singing, and life around it. Again, uh, thank you for being with us this morning, this afternoon. And um, I would like to uh, say hi to our coach, Nisha, today. Hi, Nisha. How are you? Hi, Poyana. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be here today again. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, you look, you look great. Uh, and I love that orange background there. Our logo color. Me too. Yeah. Yes. You can't see much from here, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, good, thank you. So today we have you uh, talking about a very interesting uh, topic that has been something that you've been, you know, you are very familiar with. And um, so today you will be talking about singing with kids. Every kid has talent, okay? So uh, tell us more about it, Nisha. We, we know that you are quite a young graduate, almost from La Salle College of Music and that you joined us recently in the studio and uh, not recently, a bit more than that. But um, yeah, you have a lot of experience. You happen to have a lot of experience with teaching kids and uh, you love it. And the kids love you as well as we know, as, as far as we know. <laughs> Good thing. And then uh, lately you did this video creation um, for your kids from GPG, right? Uh, and uh, tell us more about um, about you uh, as a teacher at these days, as you know, uh, a very young girl who's teaching kids. Sometimes it's not easy to teach kids, and you're not at a certain age. You're not an adult, and that's brilliant. It's good that you're doing it, and then um, congratulations for that. So tell us more about singing with your kids, creating the video, something about you know uh, you, yourself during this this COVID times as well, you can mention that, uh, you know, how did that go yeah. for you? And uh, yeah, just uh, you can start when you're ready. Sure. Okay. So um, firstly, of course, what you said was completely true that it's not easy to teach kids at such a young age because they look at you and they're like, how old are you? Like, are you also like 18, like <laughs> 20? And when some of them guess my age in class, especially the, the higher grades, so I teach from grade one to grade five in GIG International. Okay, okay. So um, that is about six years old all the way till 10 or 11. So the 10 and 11 year olds really converse with me really well, like as if they're my friends, you know. So they, they talk to me and they're like, Miss Nisha, how old are you? I know 20. I know 21. And some of them, I mean, they're right, right? I'm 21 by the way, <laughs> and when they hear that, they're like, are you actually that age? And then I have to just ignore them and carry on with the lesson. So it's not easy to, to be confident and have a lot of like, like wisdom and like, you know, go into the class and be strong about what I'm going to teach. Yeah. Don't yeah. think about the, the age because the age doesn't matter. It's what, I, it's what I have to bring into the classroom. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the one thing that we've been doing at GIG, the whole time we, I mean, we specialized in singing, right? So I went there and I was supposed to teach them different genres of music. So we do rock, 
we do, so it goes from grade one to grade five. We do pop and children music. We do rock. We do musical theater. We do Bollywood and we do um, soul, R&B and uh, Motown, which I've really been enjoying Motown with them. So especially the higher grades, I turn on, we've been watching this um, movie as part of music appreciation. So we've been listening to um, the the beginning of Motown, how it all started. One of the artists, Stevie Wonder, Aretha Franklin, you know it, like everything, you know, and they're so excited. Some of them even like stand up in class and start dancing. They're so happy with the music that that we bring in. So it's really amazing. So that has been the one thing that we, you know, um, are doing in class. But recently, like you said, for COVID, I really had like to go in and be ready to adapt the moment this hit. Because firstly, we went to online lessons and then now we move back in class, but that doesn't mean we can sing, right? So I've had to really adapt and grow as a teacher because my whole time of like maybe a year after LaSalle, like you said, like I graduated from LaSalle and it's been a year or so that I've graduated from LaSalle. So like maybe a couple of months after I graduated, I was always a teacher, but I was teaching speech and drama. I was teaching um, public speaking. I wasn't teaching singing to, to kids, only to adults. So when I came to this and I was exposed to teach singing to kids, it was very new, especially when COVID hit. I was like, what am I going to teach them now? You know, Because I mean, singing is not in the syllabus anymore. But then you need to branch things out. And of course, with like great mentorship from you and Hannah, like you guys told me that there's so many things that you can touch on, which then I learned that we started to cover theory. We started to cover music appreciation, which is all the movies that we've been watching. Another movie that we've been watching was is Annie, which is a musical theater. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves Annie. Yeah. Every class I go into and I'm like, Annie? They're like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So they're so excited. Yeah, so I really learned to to change myself and kind of go into a classroom. And honestly, you can plan a certain amount, but when you go into the classroom, the communication between you and the kids, it'll, it might go a different direction, but you just know that when you go in there, you want to teach them something and it's going to be good, which leads me to my point of, um, every kid in every classroom that I teach at, they are so passionate about the music and they're so excited about music lesson that you really know that every time you step into a classroom, it's never going to be a bad one. It's always going to be good because they're so passionate about it. They want to know more. They want to learn more. Every instrument that they hear, they're like, the drums, the guitars, they're like, you know, they're so excited. And then when they're excited, so good, you know, yeah. I mean, who, who doesn't like singing? Who doesn't like music? Yeah. Kids love it. Adults love it as well. Exactly. Right? So yeah. we, are, we are all, we are all the same in that respect. But may I ask you, Nisha, how do we, how do you think, um, how do we spot uh, talent in children and uh, any advice for parents that are interested to sign their children up for singing lessons. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about this? Mm -hmm. So um, definitely, um, I think that every kid has talent. So in whatever area that is, I know that every kid has talent. So with the experience that I had at GIG and just even in the vocal studio teaching private lessons, um, even if the kid is four or five years old, I think my advice to parents is let your kids make the decision, I feel. So if you bring in a kid and you want them to learn singing, but they come in here and they're not 
they're not focused and they don't want to do this, they're just doing it because they're forced to, then we are not able to bring them to a level which you want them to be as well. So I feel like every kid really wants to, if, if they want to do it, then we can help them. Then we can really, you know, be there for them and guide them through, bring them through the whole process because it's growth. I mean, right? It's a process. We cannot expect someone to come in for a couple of weeks, learn a song and be perfect. That's never going to happen unless we're like top notch, right? Unless we're Boyana. So, so if we're anyone else, we need more time, right? So I feel like my advice for parents is that let your kids choose and also give your kids time. If you put them in music lesson and singing lesson, we welcome them. We welcome any age. We recommend, of course, six and above, right? Because their voices, the, their voices change all the time. So we want them to be stable as well so we can help them improve. But if they come in and you put a goal on them, a target on them, and we're not able to reach it, then don't, don't put pressure on them, you know? Because like, like adults, we go, we go through our own journey too. So they need to go through their own journey too, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's absolutely true. Uh, you know, some 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 parent some parents they would bring their kid when they're only four years old. Uh, that's okay. But uh, if you want to do one-on-one -on -one lessons, we recommend the slightly. You know, uh, it, it's too young. In that case, they can bring their children to uh, any group singing lessons or like nursery-ish kind of you know activities which are you know walk around singing because that way they can meet other children they can socialize a little more and then they will get freer right they're not gonna have to uh be very restricted in this one-on-one -on -one environment whereas i guess um and i also think the same around the age of six it's a different story you know there's a big there's, uh, you know kids at age four and it's these are completely different thing at the age of six they already you know, I started singing at that time, in that age. I had my first audition when I was six years old. So, you know, you, you have more, the voice is a little more developed. Uh, and, um, you know, that if, if they have a strong desire to sing, yeah. at that age, it will already show, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And before, it's rare, as you said, you know. Yeah. yeah. But that doesn't mean you don't give them a place to explore as well. Definitely, you know, give them a place to explore. Yeah, but yeah. if they don't like it after a while, then, you know, it's fine, you know. Sometimes, sometimes parents can spot, sometimes parents can spot, even in that age, they would sense and they will see because, you know, parents are parents, they know their kids, right? Definitely. So that's, that's true. But, you know, you really have to also get advice from from us from yeah. you know people who are teachers yeah. uh, what to expect what is it to do with a certain age what is not to do right yeah yeah uh, okay so um let's see what else we can talk about how about this emotional physical and mental journey uh that you know you have to go they that they have to go through as kids can you tell something more about it yeah so um the kids that I've worked with so far a lot of them so it varies right every kid is different everyone is different so if one kid comes in and they feel very confident of themselves so okay I heard an instance where there was a class right and there were two two um, kids they came together but one is very confident and the other one is very shy so if you put them together it's going to be 
a little difficult to put them on the same page, but it's a process, of course, and slowly you'll be able to get the confident one to come a little bit down to where the other girl is and the other girl to come up, right? So in a full class of like 20 students, for example, where I'm teaching right now, every class, everyone is different. Some people are like, we love music. Some people are like, I hate singing. I want to do instruments. Some people, you know, so <laughs> there's all these kind of things. So what I've learned is that you go into a class, right? And firstly, of course, you need to teach something that's general and something that everybody's going to enjoy because it's a classroom. It's not one-to-one. -one. You cannot cater to everyone specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you actually get to know them a little bit more, which is, a, which is a, you know, the conversations and the relationship that someone has with your coach, then you'll be able to figure out the emotional, the mental, the, the physical journey with them, you know, if they have... Um, any issues for example like if they have sinus for example and you come into a class for singing you know then we'll be able to help you tackle that as well so actually when I look at the kids of 20 kids in class I actually let them know like hey if you're really interested especially now that we can't sing I tell them if you're really interested and you really want to come and sing then come to the vocal studio because we can help you and we can help you one-to-one -one, and that's going to help you a lot and um I think the previous podcast with Hannah, I spoke about the emotional, physical, and mental, how it's really, really important, how mental, the mental boundary is the most important, that you have to break that first before you can even focus on anything got to do with your emotions. What is it that you're doing practically, Nisha, for that? What mm -hmm. is it that, that you, is there any method? Is there any exercise? Is there a particular lesson plan that you go through to, 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 mm -hmm. to work on that? How do you, how do you navigate around this? So the first three things that I always work with with anyone that comes in for the first trial lesson is I work on their posture, I work on their breathing, and I work on the shape of your jaw. So that is the three things and three signs that would tell me what your, what, how, how do you move your body when you sing and how relaxed you are. If you come in and you're going to sing like this and you're going to then breathe and, and you're panting and you're not doing the right things and you're very, very stressed when you sing, you're trying to reach all the notes all the time, then that is already wrong. So when everyone, when, when a student comes in, that is what I focus on. To straight away bring are they, are they, are they kids Are the kids willing to listen to you when you explain these things? This is a very technical way of approaching kids and they're very young. Do they, do they listen? Correct. So the very first thing that I actually taught the kids was how to breathe. So I taught them how to breathe and I taught them chest breathing and diaphragm breathing. So we will do it with a book. So we'll put a book on our belly and we'll start to breathe. And then they'll go home and they'll lie down on their bed, put a book on their belly and see whether their belly moves. That's how they practice. So I will give them like tips and tricks, activities to, to kind of work it in. Put your hand here, put your hand here, put your hand here. Do some funny actions to like make it work, you know? So that they, they're interacting with themselves and their friends as well. Like, oh, you look funny, ha ha ha. Oh, you can do it, I can't, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. We will do in class. Do that in class, right? Yeah. Wow, that's, that's great. Maybe you can shoot a video from that if, if that's possible and then you can show us. One day, maybe we'll take a video. <laughs> I would love to see that, actually. That would be very nice. Yeah, it is fun. Very fun. Interaction. Yeah, very good. So what is the age? Uh, I didn't uh, specify. I didn't ask you for the exact age that you're teaching at the moment. Uh, um, kids, of course. Yeah, I teach um, from six years old all the way till 10 or 11. But before this, before coming here, 
I actually taught kids from all the way from like they were three years old and we had like um, speech and drama classes for three years old. That is completely different because you can't teach them any technical things. You need to just yeah. teach them all the time. So yeah. what do you use with, you know, in, in engagement tactics? What did, what did you use back then? Um, mostly games, mostly games, mostly activities. How did you find out about these games? Were these games already proven that they work, certain methods, or did you, were you inventing them yourself? I was inventing them or I was searching them up, researching on specific areas that I know I want to work on, and then I will craft games around that. Can you tell us something from that age around three to six a game that, I don't know, something that you, you, you did back then? Mm-hmm. what was it that i did there was this animal game that we did for speech mm-hmm. and drama okay we want to work on our movement together with our projection together so walk around the room everybody's walking now make a lion sound roar all around the room roar walk 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 now i need you to put in your 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 body movement in it now act like a lion and make the sound so they start crawling on the floor roar ah, okay. let's go to um volume number one roar volume number two roar all the way till number five and then it's super noisy so we work on things like that and and i would like to do that right so i i as a teacher sometimes would join them on the floor and i'll be like let's do it together (laughs) yeah oh my goodness but you need a big space for that so this one we had a huge classroom this was in um a private school they had a big classroom all the kids will come down in the middle of their their sleeping time especially sleeping time will always clash with my lesson i remember the last time and then they'll come down they'll be so sleepy and i'll be like wake up you're gonna act like a lion today <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's wonderful thanks thanks for bringing that i can imagine this 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 whole you yeah. know crazy atmosphere which is very fun you know I had, um, uh, some months ago, I had a kid here, um, we were doing one-on-one lessons, right? Uh, and, uh, oh my God, the kid was incredibly intelligent and in the same time, incredibly uh, active physically, you know? Mm-hmm. So can yeah. you imagine a combination between yeah. these two elements? It's like intelligence, creativity, and moving around like crazy. So what we had to do is we just had to find ways to, you know, make it... Yeah you know, movable. And he had these questions about science and how does, and he was asking me scientific questions. Oh my God. That was like, yeah. Do you have some kids that are like in that? Have you ever had kids that are a bit, you know, very uh, much on that level already? And then, um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you do with these who like, do you have kids who like ask questions a lot, for instance, do you have all the time (laughs) to answer the questions? If you have like, if you can, if you're not allowed to, you know, answer to everyone's question in like a, a, an hour span of 45 minutes, how do you do when they ask you thousands of questions? Honestly, when it's a class, you don't think about answering questions. You just say, keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I have this men- mindset that I took the time and I even explain to it sometimes all the way mm-hmm. down to my seven or eight year olds. I tell them straight up that hey, do you know that Miss Nisha took the time to plan the lessons and she wants you to to be able to understand this? So I don't think it's very respectful if you always interfere when I speak. So they will, but they will always 
get time. They will always have time to ask me questions. I will always set aside time. Like I will explain one concept and then I will say, okay, questions, another concept. Okay. Questions, you know? So it's just that the interrupting doesn't happen. You really need to have, um, you need to have a balance. You need to have, you know, a structure in class. Cause if they just all over the place, nothing's going to get done. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's 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 how kids are. Yeah. Their energy is very strong. They're just all over the place. They they want to do things all the time, and it's our and it's your job, obviously, to structure that. Which I think you've been doing really well, from what I'm hearing from you. Very excited to you know be hosting the session with you today. Thank you. I'm learning as well. <laughs> okay, so um, one interesting thing that we can we can suggest to parents. Um, you know, how do you can you give parents an for uh, the kid if they notice that their kid likes that, that, that their kids like music or singing and uh, what is your advice to, to students oh, sorry to, to parents I think one thing sign your kids up <laughs> because you're never gonna know what is their full potential you're never gonna know like how passionate they are about this or not yeah yeah you know if they're just at home bathroom singing a lot of bathroom singers come to us right and they're so good and you're like stop singing in the bathroom sing out yeah. loud everyone else you know you're so good yeah. you just need to, to to put some effort and some time yeah. to it That's yeah it. yeah sign your kids up and know that actually in the in the lifestyle that we're living in now especially during covid season and everything or even after this singapore is always a place that is slightly slightly more stressful than other countries so it is always a good getaway for your kids to have something that they enjoy that will make them like that that will make them shift their perspective on the other aspects of their life as well yeah yeah to, to express themselves in the rest of the things that they do they're going to be able to do it better as well yeah yeah uh what is also good about this situation that we live in they, they can you know work on the lungs on the breathing which is also very healthy this way they can raise their immune system you know kids are quite immune anyway to a lot of things but why not exercise the breathing mechanisms you know the singing and uh just give them some sort of a direction a place where they can express themselves as well because they also have a lot of pressure in these times as well it's not only us yes. and singing and any kind of music related um you know activity can certainly help you know that's why uh, there's so many kids here in singapore that are doing it because yeah. it's uh you know singing is emotional physical and mental journey all together and working on all these elements yeah right okay anything else that you would like to notice nisha before we wrap up this session uh, anything that I've missed and that we can cover or do you think we've covered enough for for now? I think we've covered quite a bit. Yeah, it's good. I mean, um, upcoming, I'm planning a little secret, well, not so secret anymore that I'm saying it, secret Teacher's Day video for the international school as well. So we did a national day one, which you spoke about earlier, right? So the national day one, you can check out on our Instagram and our Facebook. But yeah. Yeah, we're planning a Teachers Day one, which hopefully you guys will see as well online on social media. Yes. It's fun yes. because if they know the right techniques, they go home, they use it, and they sing, and then they're 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 excited about it. It's fun. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking forward to that then. Thank you very much again, Nisha. Thanks very much for sharing your tips, your enthusiasm, and your experience with us today. We're very happy, and I'm very happy to 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 you know be part of this podcast with you today uh, and hosting it and talking to you and i'll see you later and for you guys do watch us do do uh do get in touch with us uh meet coach nisha she's very lovely bubbly and she will teach your kids 
uh, in a very good way. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you next time and uh, have a great afternoon. Bye.